Okay, people, another Just for Sport podcast here for you on the Props Network. My name is Jamoke Davis, and we got a lot of good content for you. We're talking Australian Open. Can Serena Williams get that number 24th Grand Slam title? And now that my guy Dominic Team is out, who's next? Who's going to win the Australian Open? I'm still Team Team. My heart hurts. My heart hurts for Dominic Team. He went down to Grigor Dimitrov. I just, it isn't that I didn't see it coming. It's how everything played out. Dominique team came all the way back from three, two sets down and then won the next three sets to Nick Kyrgios. Of course, Nick Kyrgios is the darling of Australia. But when Dominique team was down two sets, I was like, oh boy, this could be it. Then he won 6-3. Then he won 6-4. Then he won 6-4. Now it's great that he won three straight sets. But the problem is it took him five sets to win it. Now, in most cases, you could say, okay, well, but the other opponent had to play a full game too. He had to play a full match. Well, he didn't. Dimitrov barely played because Pablo Carreno Busta had to retire in the second set. So Dimitrov was well-rested, 6-0. He won the first set, but obviously something was wrong with Carreno Busta, and then he tried to go in the second set, only got to one game, and had to retire. So Dimitrov was feeling great. Meanwhile, Dominic Team is just exhausted. He's exhausted. That's unfortunate because then he lost in straight sets, 6-4, 6-4, 6-0. So at the end of this segment, I'm going to have to pick a new men's champion. And I'm not happy about it, but I'm still team team, still team team. All right, I'm going to use BetMGM as we look at the futures on the men's and women's side. And on BetMGM, uh, they have a promo. You can see, receive a $10 live free bet when you place a $25 wager on the Australian Open. So that's good. That's good. It's good news. But if I'm trying to pick the next men's champion, it's tough. And it's tough for a couple of reasons. The first one is that I may be in the minority, but I don't know if I really want to see a Nadal or Djokovic again. I wasn't just team team because I randomly, I I do like his game, Dominic team's game, but also I know that like, there's this whole greatness thing. You got Tom Brady winning on this side. I'm talking about Serena Williams, you know, Tiger Woods, he won the masters in 2020 and these older players still playing, you know, as if they were in their prime, but at an older age. And I like team team. I like Team Team, but now we got to pick someone else. And the question is, who's next? When you look at the draw, who's next? You've got Novak Djokovic, who it took him four sets to beat Raonic. Zverev seems to be cruising, cruising 
through the Australian Open. He only lost one set, and that was the very first set in the first round, 6-7. After that, three straight sets. I like his chances. And then also in the quarterfinals, you've got, as I mentioned, Dimitrov and a player you probably never heard of. Of course, why would you have heard of this guy? He's a qualifier. I don't even know if he matters that much, but he matters now. He matters now. Aslan Karatsev. Now, the crazy thing about Karatsev is if you already bet on him to even make the quarterfinals, you're like, cha-ching, cha-ching. But it's rare that a, quarter, uh, uh, a qualifier makes it to the quarterfinals. But this guy was playing in what uh, you read Tennis Magazine during the early stages of the pandemic and when Just for Sport was starting. I had a guy on by the name of Harry Chickma. And he's putting on pickleball tournaments, which, by the way, I see people, people playing pickleball in the dead of winter at this country club I pass by on, on, from time to time. I'm like, how are they playing pickleball? But they're playing outside. But Harry Chickma's got this Harry Chickma tour, so to speak, if you will. And there were select tennis players, more lower-level tennis players, that were playing tournaments in a very pandemic-safe, COVID-19 lockdown way in the early parts of 2020. And Karatsev was playing in one of those tournaments. How crazy is that? And now here he is in the quarterfinals of the Australian Open. And he's the only one on this stage that we can say that, you know, maybe it was due to the fact that he was able to get in the country from Russia during a pandemic and was playing two, three, four matches in a 48-hour period, just tennis, 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 tennis. Because that's what these guys, they eat, sleep, breathe tennis. In another match in the quarterfinals, you got Rublev versus Medvedev. The number seven seed versus the four seed, which is another thing that we'll talk about as well. Is... If you notice, outside of Karatsev, we are now at the point where, if you look at the seeds, we got Nadal at two, Sitsipas at five. They're playing on the bottom part of the draw in the quarterfinals as well, but two top five players. Then you've got Medvedev at four versus Rublev at seven, right? You can, you're seeing a trend where weeding out the lower seeds. So if you bet on a lower seed or a quarterfinalist like Karatsev, just to get to this point, you did good. But Dimitrov is an 18th seed. And then we've got Djokovic number one versus Verev at six. Now it's tough as I go back. It's tough for me to pick a Rublev versus Medvedev because they're countrymen. They know each other's game well. But 
Medvedev is the better player. But I could see you deciding I'm going to put a little something on Rublev because they know each other. And then Sitsipas, Nadal, as I mentioned at the bottom. So then when we go back to the tournament winner, when I look at who has the easier draw, I would say Djokovic. If, if he was 100%. I know he had a little minor injury in his last match. In his win over Canada's Raonic, where he won 7-6-4-6-6-1-6-4. But he pulled it out in that final set. And so he still stays as a favorite at plus 200. I don't know. I don't know if I can pick him. The funny thing is, I feel like the German, Zverev, may have a chance to upset Djokovic. He may have a chance to upset him. And if Zverev can upset Djokovic, and then he's going up against most likely it will be Dimitrov. But hey, if you want to throw some money on Karatsev to get another win, why not? He's cruising. Then I can see Zverev in the final. And if he's in the final, to me that means it's anybody's game. I mean, it's hard to bet against Nadal. I mean, I don't want to act like at the bottom of the draw. You shouldn't be thinking about Nadal. But Nadal at plus 400 and Sitsipas at plus 800. I could see it end up being a Nadal's Vera final. And Zvera winning it. At plus 700. You can bet with me. You can. But, but I recognize that I am always, I am always going to take a long shot. It's just kind of what I do. And so my long shot is Zverev at plus 700. But you probably want to see Djokovic, right? Do you want to see another Nadal-Djokovic final? Doesn't that get boring? Does greatness, do dynasties get boring? And I know it's weird because in tennis, it's kind of a triangle dynasty with Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. But how many finals? And if Nadal gets there on the other side, you're going to see it again. Is it getting a little boring? I don't know. I feel like it's getting a little boring. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Now, on the women's side of the draw, I still have Serena Williams. That's my pick. Serena Williams to win it all. And she's at plus 450. Four and a half to one. 
to win it. Can Serena do it based on the way the draw is set up right now? Now, in fairness to the guest that I had on uh, when we did our Australian Open preview, Frank Hanverhan, Ava Wallace, and Mark Stern, we were doing that show before the draw was out, which isn't easy to do. It's not easy to do. But the bottom half of the draw Naomi Osaka will most likely be the winner of her match versus Serena Williams and Simona Hallam. Now, that's a tough match. That's a tough match. But you're going to get some great tennis in the quarterfinals and semifinals, and I think Serena can get there. As you've heard Serena throughout the tournament talking about how she's feeling different about the game, lighter on her feet, happier to be playing again. I still like Serena Williams to get there. But she does have a very tough draw going up against Halep. And then if she wins, she goes up against Naomi Osaka, which it's unfortunate, but I will never get out of my mind what happened uh, at the U.S. Open when Osaka won her first Grand Slam title. And I think they will forever be linked with that, unfortunately. And that's truly unfortunate. But that's the way it is. Now, the other half of the draw, can Ash Barty win at home? She's the number one seed. I always think that that's a really nice story when you win at home. For the longest time, you know, obviously U.S. Open on the women's side, Serena Williams has won her fair share of U.S. Opens. That was always cool to see an American win the U.S. Open. There are not many Brits with Wimbledon that you think have a chance to win it. But Ashley Barty has a a real shot right here. She's going up against the number 25th seed, Muchova. And then she'll have to face the winner of Jen Brady and Jess Pagula, who, by the way, Jess Pagula is the daughter of the Buffalo Bills owner which she wasn't happy to be referred to as that. She wants to be referred to as a professional tennis player. Let's not associate me with being uh, the daughter of a billionaire football franchise who could give me everything I wanted to make sure I became a tennis player. Because it actually doesn't work that way. Just because you have money doesn't mean you're going to get there. And she's here and she deserves a credit. She deserves a lot of credit. But Naomi Osaka's favorite at plus 160, of course. Of course she is. Ash Barty is right behind her at plus 275. Serena Williams at plus 450. 
If you want to take a real long shot in Pagula because she's playing so well, you can get her at plus 2,200. Why not? Take a flyer on her. Now, in fairness, in fairness, I said I like the long shot, and Serena Williams is still a long shot. I got it when she was at plus 700. Now she's at plus 450. So I'm still, I still got a long shot. But it'll be fun to watch the quarters, semis, and the final, and hope that I stay alive. Hope that I stay alive. But I am amazed, if you didn't notice this, that in the quarterfinals, you've got one, two, three Americans for eight spots, almost half the field. You could almost throw in there Osaka because she's played uh, in America. And that's half the field is American. And that's that's a big deal. That's something you don't see that often. Um, but it'll be exciting to watch the rest of the tennis matches. So there you have it. I'm going with Zverev at plus 700. That's $10 to win 70, 100 to win 700, for those of you who want to put that much money on it. And on the women's side, I'm still alive with Serena Williams at plus 450, four and a half to one. It should be fun. It should be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. And I hope you are too. Australian Open. The only thing that makes it tough, if you're watching the Australian Open, you got to stay up late. You got to stay up late to the point that, you know, pretty much it's overnight. The first match is what, 11 o'clock tonight? Next match at 4.15 in the morning? Yeah, you're not staying up. You're going to watch the replay, but that's okay. That's what I do too. I turned it off. I turned the match off when Karatsev was down two sets to love. And then Sam texts me and, uh, or tweets at me. He's like, hey, thanks for the tip. I was like, I thought I'd let everybody down again. But I didn't. And that's really exciting. When you win, doesn't it feel good? It feels good with you win. Hopefully you do. That's my Australian Open for now. Ciao for now.